0: To the simple,
1: to the simple truth. You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel.
2: In the New Testament, he said he's the light of the world. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the living water. He is the door. He is the resurrection and the light. He just kept going. He's on every single page. In fact, that's why Hebrews 10, 7 quotes Jesus saying, I am in the volume of the book. It's all about me. The whole story. It's about Christ.
0: As we
1: At first glance, the New Testament might seem to have very little to do with the Old Testament. But on further study, it becomes clear that the whole story is about Jesus. This is what Pastor Dion points out today. God has revealed Himself to humanity through Jesus Christ. As He taught His disciples, Jesus made it clear that the Law and the Prophets spoke of Him and that He was with the Father since the beginning. If we want to know the true God, the Creator of all things, then we must look to Jesus. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of John, chapter 1. As he begins his message, God reveals himself.
2: We are going to continue our series called Foundations. We are learning the foundational truths of the Christian faith. And it's been enlightening because I tell you, we, you know, it's important that we know the what the Bible says. We know about God. We know about Jesus Christ. Amen. It's important that we know these things. We don't want to be like the little kid in uh, uh, Sunday school. You know, the teacher got up and asked the, the students, he said, so tell me what you guys know about Jesus. And one little kid, you know, raised his hand and said, well, you know, he was... He was born in a a stable and laid in a manger. And now everybody applauded. Yeah. And then then another little kid raised his hand and said, he worked miracles and he healed people. And all the kids, yeah. And then one little kid raised his hand and said, you know, he has a red pickup and and he doesn't know how to drive. And and the teacher was a little confused and said, you know, why do you say that? And, And he said, well, I don't know. My dad was driving the other day, and this red pickup pulled up in front of him, and my dad said, Jesus Christ, learn how to drive. (laughs) Got it wrong. I don't want you to get it wrong about who Jesus is. Can you say amen? Well, listen, over the past few weeks, we've covered the question, does God exist? And obviously, we learned what's the truth. We also talked about what is God like. Since He does exist, we talked about what is God like. And we're currently learning how the invisible God reveals Himself. Let's say it out loud. How the invisible God reveals Himself. We've been learning that. Here's what we've learned. God reveals Himself to us through creation. Out there. Everybody said what? Out there. He reveals Himself through creation. He reveals Himself to us through conscience in here. So out there, in here. And God also reveals Himself through the Bible, all right? Himself through the Bible, right here. Everybody say, right here. And if you have a Bible, your cell phone, lift it up. Say, right here. It's, it's right there in the Word of God, all right? So God reveals Himself. We've been learning that. He reveals Himself through the Bible. The Bible, we found, is God's autobiography, but God didn't start his autobiography with his birth date or birthplace. No, because God is self existent and eternal. He is the one who was, who is, and who will always be the same yesterday, today, and forever. So when God was writing his biography, he didn't start with his birth date, his birthplace. Instead, God started with his autobiography with the day God started our timeline at creation. In fact, the opening line of God's biography says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's how it starts, because God is self-existent. He doesn't tell us about where, when he began. He's always been. But he starts telling this his story from the time that he created, you know, the universe, from creation. God created the perfect universe, the perfect galaxy, the perfect solar system, the perfect earth, the perfect couple, Adam and Eve. God planted them, Adam and Eve, in the perfect environment, in the Garden of Eden. And then God in his autobiography tells us that Adam and Eve screwed it up right out of the gate. All right? They're worse than wrecking Ralph, these guys. The relationship between man and God was severed and separated at that point. From then on, God revealed himself to man here a little, there a little, over 3,500 years. You see, the first half of the Bible, the Old Testament, covers 3,500 years. So here's what God does. He starts his autobiography at the time of creation, all right? He's self-existent, ever-existent, he's eternal, but he starts his story at our creation, at the timeline, when He, when, at the creation. And, and then he tells a story about how Adam messed it up. And then he begins at this point, to, because that was, he was revealing himself to Adam. It was undisclosed. It was beautiful. But now he's got to reveal himself because there's a separation in the sin. He's got to reveal himself little by little, here a little, there a little. And he does it over 3,500 years in the Old Testament. Now, God revealed himself in that period, 3,500 years through the Old Testament. He revealed himself through nature. Through circumstances, through prophets, through priests, through angels, through visions, through dreams, through supernatural appearances. A little bit at a time over 3,500 years. And each of those times divulging more and more details of his nature, of his character, of his attributes. Look at your neighbor and say, a little at a time. He would tell them, he's all-knowing. Another time He told him He's all-powerful. Another time He revealed He's eternal. He's transcendent. Another time He revealed He's sovereign. He's immutable, never-changing. He is forgiving. Another time He is just. Another time He said He's holy. I mean, one piece at a time, over 3,500 years, He reveals Himself like a, a puzzle piece at a time. Piece by piece. Say it out loud, what? Piece by piece. But God didn't stop with just words and pictures. God didn't stop revealing Himself with just descriptions and illustrations. God wanted to give us an even better, a clearer, identifiable revelation of Himself. So after 3,500 years, God made it so that the theology, the words, became flesh, all right, and look at your neighbor and say, now he's speaking my language. Go ahead and tell them, that. now he's speaking. God wanted to speak our language, not just words and illustrations. But he wanted to unveil himself completely. So the Word became flesh. In fact, here's what it says in John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without without him nothing was made that is made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And the Word became, everybody said, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Who was it talking about, guys? It was talking about Jesus, right? And then Hebrews chapter 1 also says it this way. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. Talking about in the Old Testament, over 3,500 years. He spoke to us in many ways. And now, in these final days, He has spoken to us through His Son. God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance. And through the Son, He created the universe. The sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. Isn't that cool, guys? So here's what we know. God was telling his story. He opens it up and he says, hey, listen, a little bit at a time, he's divulging himself and and revealing himself. But at one point, after 3,500 years, he wants to give them the whole enchilada. He wants them to see him in, in, in the flesh. And so he reveals him through his son. This couple of verses that we just read tell us that Jesus was the perfect image of God. And that's because Jesus is God. Can we say that out loud? What? Jesus is God. Jesus is part of the triune Godhead. All right? Now, let's understand this. From the very beginning... God the Father revealed himself in a plural pronoun. We read the scripture, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the word God, when, when, he, when God's writing his autobiography and names himself, he uses a plural pronoun. He uses a plural. And the Hebrew word is Elohim. Everybody said out loud, what? Elohim, meaning more than one. I mean, it's not just el capo, el jefe. No, no, el ohim. It is a plural. It means more than one. Not more than one God, but more than one person in the Godhead. So when God reveals himself, he says, hey, you know, in the beginning, God, the plural, created the heavens and the earth. Then in the next verse of Genesis Verse 2, God unveils another person in the Elohim or the Godhead. Here's what it says. Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to start with verse 1 and then include verse 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. Everybody read out loud with me. And the Spirit of God of Elohim was hovering over the face of the waters. So he introduces us first as the father. Now there's the spirit, he says. And then a little later in Genesis, God said this let us make man in our image. Let who? Let me? No, let what? Us. Again, a plural form. So in the opening lines of God's autobiography, he reveals that there is one Godhead with thus far two persons, Father. Spirit, say it out loud. What Father and Spirit, but then as time goes on, we learn that Jesus is also part of the Godhead. We learn that Jesus was also there at creation. Look at your neighbor and say, Wow! In fact, let's read it Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. Here's what it says Christ is the visible image of of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through Him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones and kingdoms and rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through Jesus and for Jesus. He existed before anything else, and He holds all creation together. Yeah, that's an awesome place, right? Then, so, so Jesus was there at creation. Then listen to Jesus during one of His prayers to the Father. John 17, verse 4. He said, Father, I have glorified You on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Do you guys get it? So God, Jesus is basically claiming that he was there at creation. We're being told Jesus was at creation. He is like God. Another time Jesus made this declaration in John chapter 8 and verse 58. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was even born, I am. Everybody said what? I am. So Jesus called himself the I am. It's the same name of God, the self-existent and eternal God almighty. All right. He called himself, you know, God Almighty, who was there throughout all of the Old Testament history. So Jesus was saying, I was there at creation, and I was there throughout all of the Old Testament history. Guys, Jesus was the Word of God in the book of Genesis. He was the Passover Lamb in Exodus. He was the scapegoat in Leviticus. He was the manna in Numbers. He was the, the law in Deuteronomy. He was the captain of the Lord's army in Joshua. He was the angel of the Lord in Judges. He was the kinsman redeemer in Ruth. He was the everlasting king in Samuel. He's the wisdom of God in Proverbs. He, he is the child and the, the child born and the son given in Isaiah. He is the future and the hope in Jeremiah. He is the good shepherd in Ezekiel. He is the faithful husband in Hosea. He is the son of God in Daniel. All right. Yeah. Do you remember as it was Nebuchadnezzar who threw three Hebrew men into the fiery furnace because they would not bow their knee to worship a false idol? You remember that? He threw them in a kiln where it was actually a commercial kiln for bricks that they would fire. He threw them in there to be burned. And then all of a sudden, you know, they weren't being burned. He went to the window to look in there and he saw, he said, here's what he says. I see Four men, and one of them is like the Son of God. Jesus was there. Jesus is saying that. And then Jesus continued. He, he kept adding to the list. In the New Testament, He said, He's the light of the world. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the living water. He is the door. He is the resurrection and the light. He just kept going. He's on every single page. In fact, that's why Hebrews 10, 7 quotes Jesus saying, I am in the volume of the book. It's all about me. The whole story. It's about Christ. So Jesus, God the Son, obviously possesses the same nature, the same character, and the same attributes as the Father. He is eternal, transcendent, Sovereign, all-powerful, all-knowing. In fact, during his ministry, Jesus identified and equated himself with God the Father. Jesus said things like, to know him, to know Jesus, is to know God. To see him is to see God. To believe in him is to believe in God. To receive him is to receive God. To hate him is to hate God. To honor him is to honor God. He identified and equated himself with God. In fact, listen to this conversation between Jesus and one of his disciples in John 14, verse 8. The disciple was Philip. Philip came and asked Jesus, you know, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe because of the works that you have seen me do. Jesus was explaining to Philip, Isn't it obvious, Philip, that I am part of the Godhead? My character, my attributes, my miracles. Give it away. You can see it. Here I am in the flesh. God in the Jesus is God. Say it aloud. Jesus is God. Now, Jesus was there at creation. He was there throughout all of the Old Testament. He is equal to and, and part of the Godhead. And so here's what God did God arranged that Jesus, who is all God, he's what? That Jesus, who is all God, be born all man. Everybody, what? By immaculate conception. In fact, Luke gave us the details. He said, you know, Mary gave birth to Jesus. Jesus was the Lamb of God. Therefore, Mary had a little lamb. He didn't say that. I'm just checking if you're paying attention. Here's, what, here's the record. Luke chapter 1, verse 35. The angel had come and told Mary that she was going to have a child. And, and so Mary says and asks the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. There's the Holy Spirit and God the Father will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. There it is, the triune God, right? That's how it's going to happen. The Apostle Paul said it like this in Colossians 2.9 for in jesus dwells all the fullness of the godhead how bodily in a body all the fullness of the godhead in a body everybody say god in a bod so for the 3500 years of the old testament God had been manifesting Himself whenever He would show up, whenever He would have an appearance. Because He is unadulterated light, He would always clothe Himself with a cloud or a fog. If you remember when He showed up in front of Abraham to have a covenant with Abraham... The Bible says that Abraham made a sacrifice and God came down to walk this sacrifice with him. But because God is unadulterated light, he shrouded himself with a cloud and the cloud passed through that particular sacrifice. All right, another time during the Mosaic Covenant at Mount Sinai, if you remember, the God was on the mountain, descended on the mountain, unadulterated light and lightning and people were fearful. God shrouded himself with a dark cloud during the Davidic covenant, during the the temple dedication, when when Solomon was dedicating the new temple. The Bible says that God descended and the the whole temple was filled with a cloud. God again shrouding himself so that people wouldn't go blind, so people wouldn't die, shrouding himself. Then, guys, all of that happened. Now in this new covenant, in the New Testament, God clothed himself, not with a cloud anymore, God clothed himself with flesh. And Peter, James, and John saw that light, saw some of it bleeding out of Jesus on the mountain of transfiguration. You remember that story where they began to see the light just kind of bleeding out of Jesus, and they were, they were shocked and covered their eyes? Jesus is God concealed in flesh.
0: As we cling to the
1: You've been listening to Pastor Dion Cordova right here on The Simple Truth. In this series, Pastor Dion has been refreshing us all by bringing it all back to the simple basics of the faith. And when it comes back to the basics that everybody knows and takes for granted, there's one verse that's more quoted than any other in history. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Take a moment and bask in the glory of God's unending, unstoppable, unfiltered love for you. He loved you so much that he gave his son for you. Have you said yes to him? If you haven't, here's your chance. Just tell him that you repent of all the wrong that you've done and that you believe in him. Make him Lord over your life today. It's the only response we can have to a love that's that big. If you made that decision today, would you let us know? Call us at 505-753-4363. Once again, that number is 505-753-4363. We want to celebrate with you. The Simple Truth is a ministry out of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel in Espanola, New Mexico. Are you in the area? Even better than a phone call, stop in and see us. We're here at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're so excited to meet you and have you join us for worship. You can find all the information you need at tmcalvary.com. Once again, that's tmcalvary.com. We hope to see you soon, and we'll be back next time with more from The Simple Truth.